one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The following is a presentation of the Force Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center podcast feed, and this is one of our deep dive episodes. We are going to dive into Leia's journey through the Skywalker saga, part one. Uh, we'll talk more about why part one in a moment. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm Ken Napsok. I kind of can't believe we really haven't done this, but also we've been around so long now, it's good to revisit anything we've discussed upon uh, discussed on the show before. But Leia and the original trilogy, this is going to be a good one. 
Yeah, that's right. This episode, we're going to talk about her journey through the original trilogy. Kind of the reason we wanted to talk about this is just, you know, obviously Leia is one of the most important and vital characters in Star Wars. Um, but it, it, I find her whole journey through uh, all six Skywalker saga films that she's in really fascinating to see how all they all the different ways that they connect and how some of the legend of Leia is, and her characters build up over these movies. Uh, and I wrote up the notes. Uh, to talk about the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy. And I had one of those rare moments of saying, that is too much for one episode. <laughs> <laughs> so we decided to break it into two episodes. This first episode, we are going to discuss uh, Leia's journey through the original trilogy. And then we're going to do another episode following up on Leia's journey through the sequel trilogy. Uh, but first, of course, we want to let you know that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. This week, we are recommending Into the Dark by Claudia Gray, a great High Republic book that we'll be discussing soon. So you can download your free audiobook copy of Into the Dark today by going to audibletrial.com slash center. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash center for your free audiobook. And Ken, we have another offer. Another one indeed. Inside Editions, publisher of a ton of great Star Wars books, is offering 35% off across their website with a special Force Center code. To get your discount, enter the coupon code FC35 or visit the website with this link, InsideEditions.com slash discount slash FC35. This week, we're recommending the Inside Editions book, Secrets of the Jedi. You're going to want to read that because Secrets of the Sith is on the way. So do so by checking out with that code FC35. And now to Leia in the original trilogy. That is right. So Leia Organa, Solo, Skywalker, uh, is obviously a beloved character, and she is she's many different things in Star Wars, Ken, right? She is a politician. She is royalty. She is a spy. She's a rebel leader. She's a rebel agent. She's a twin. She's a Jedi. She's a friend. She's a mentor, a wife, a mother. So many different uh, parts to, to who her character is, uh, who we get to meet in the story, and uh, how she serves the story. She carries the legacy of her biological parents, Padme and Anakin, and her adoptive parents, Brea and Bale. And particularly for those of us uh, like you and I, Ken, who grew up with the origi original trilogy, she was the primary woman in Star Wars for a long time. So we wanted to celebrate Leia by looking at her path through these movies and, and really looking at what are her actions, what are her motivations, what are her successes and her failures, and how does the legend of Leia get built up in the actual movies? So, Ken, to kick us off, when you think of Leia right now, what is the main thing you think of? I think of a quiet, determined strength. End yeah. of sentence. <laughs> Sorry. I know I like to, sometimes we talk for a while, but no, that's it. Quiet, determined strength. Nice, nice. Uh, I really tried to, to uh, experiment with this question and literally just like say Leia and close my eyes and see like which image popped into my head. Uh, and I think there is the quiet, determined strength is is definitely there. But the thing that I kept picturing is hope and a blaster. <laughs> yeah. Because I think when I think of Leia, I think that she is kind and, and wise and uh all of these these great things uh uh but she's always determined to act and i think it's one of the things that really sets her apart from other characters 
is that she really has both sides of of this sort of a Star Wars relationship with um, conflict of somebody who doesn't want conflict, tries to avoid it, kind, wise, wants to save lives, but she never questions that she should, you know, act that whether or not it's the right time is like, you know, maybe, maybe it'll, will be better served by doing nothing. She's always just like, Nope, there's a problem. Let's do something about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, that's powerful, powerful decision-making time and time again. And I would say, when I say quiet too, by the way, I, I I think Leia is very loud when she (laughs) wants to be, needs to be. And that's also part of it too. What, um, it, can I ask you what what image does does emerge in your head when you when you when you uh, put those uh, thoughts together there and meditate on Leia? Yeah, I, I think sometimes it is young younger Leia from original trilogy. Sometimes it's you know uh, Leia from sequel trilogy. I think it is a little bit of like maybe what you're picturing a little bit of I am a leader uh, who you know speaks softly and and the fact that i have said something carries a lot of weight because i have this just deep well of uh mm. power uh, <laughs> in every every respect so i picture her almost in like a uh you know promotional slash motivational poster head tilted yeah. slightly up looking at the horizon it says hope but then you plan down like pan down like but she's got a blaster <laughs> yeah so this is not an empty you know aphorism she is she's gonna fight for hope you know yeah, I mean, look, it's hard for me. I, I talk about it so much, but the you know the the eyes of Leia on Crate is just a split second. It's like a second and a half shot of a Leia behind that mask with her eyes. It's just, I just I just love it. I love it so much. But f- shortly after that, she's firing a blaster at, at Finn and Rose. But you know, it's part of her there, and that pops to mind. And, and, I, and I love your little exercise here. I'm trying to do it as you, I'm trying to listen to you, but I'm also trying to drift away and. I, you know what the image that comes to mind a lot is is Leia on Cloud City in, in in kind of sort of the Hoth gear, no vest, and with a blaster. Yeah, that that got me as a kid. Just like I that never, you know, the, the New Hope images, a lot of stuff from Return of the Jedi. I can't wait to talk about, but that one just just running around, um, not just you know trying to fight. They're fight, fighting their way out. There's great purpose behind it, saving Han and everything there. But uh, that that's that's my princess in a hallway with a blaster fighting for the good. Yeah, Bespin Escape Leia is the action figures usually uh, call that particular mode of Leia, which, I, yeah, is it's a great image. There's so many great sort of iconic images of her. It is easy to uh, have them sort of compete with one another. But I think more than anything, it is that that mixture of, you know, a wise, kind leader who's really willing to do something about whatever her opinion is. Mm, yeah, very, very powerful. Um, so... Leia is obviously synonymous with Carrie Fisher in a lot of ways. And Carrie Fisher spoke about that, wrote about that, you know, wrestled with that. Uh, and it, it seems like uh, toward uh, the end of Carrie Fisher's life really owned it, right? Really, mm-hmm. really had an understanding of, of the truth of that and how to talk about it. But what traits for you do you think the actual fictional character and what we know about the actual human being, Carrie Fisher, what do Leia and Carrie share to you? You know, we, you could you could go to the the quips and the wit and and the comedy and the feistiness and all those kind of things and and that that word feisty I'm sure will probably come up again. But I I I think beyond that I I, I love I love an Empire of Dreams that great doc where they talk about you know George, Lucas was looking for his lady he found 
the daughter of real Hollywood royalty and someone who grew up with a lot of those pressures and grew up with trying to find herself in that and then becomes an icon and has to deal with the weight of that. And I think of Leia in the sequel trilogy. That's why I, I really think it was Carrie Fisher's time to shine again in seven and, um, and and eight too, when she was with us of just like, you know, who is Carrie Fisher now after all these years? And I don't think she ever ran away from Leia. She couldn't run away from Leia, but, but rediscovering who I am with all these titles and all these responsibilities to people, whether I want them or not, I have them and still finding myself and being who I want to be and being who I know I can be and need to be during those times. And she, and Carrie herself failed many times. That was part of her strength too, of just, owning that, especially like you said later on. Um, so I think of that a lot too, born, born into a sort of royalty and starting uh, from there and going on. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree with you. I think, I think the wit is there. I mean, I think some, you know, obviously jokes were written for the character, but she, to me has this uh, Carrie Fisher as a human had just a, a, an absolute love of comedy. And I think a, a, mm. that relationship with comedy, you know, it's a joke from, one of her her shows and books that she repeated a lot, paraphrasing of like, you know, if my uh, life wasn't funny, it would just be true. And that is not acceptable, you know, and like mm-hmm. getting really down to the kind of one of the deep reasons that we tell that we tell jokes and that we enjoy comedy beyond just um, entertainment and fun, but like to truly wrestle with how difficult life can be. And I mm-hmm. think that real, real deep well of comedy does come through in Leia's moments of wit that it, this is, you know, somebody going through, you know, war and tragedy and, and coping. Yeah. Using humor, humor to cope. Um, the, I love exactly what you're saying with the born into, into royalty and, you know, born into challenges, kind of born under a little bit of a microscope. It's thrust into a really strange life situation, just as, you know, Leia is being, uh, you know, a, a princess and, you know, having such responsibility um, and, and navigating all that. I think there's also just, um, it's really amazing to watch some of those early original trilogy era interviews with Carrie Fisher around the time of, uh, Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back in particular, mm-hmm. where there's just this undeniable well of strength of spirit that, mm-hmm. You can, it's partially because Carrie Fisher herself has said it places, but you can see herself in interviews almost holding back. Yeah. And you can tell, like, not not to be cruel to any of the interviewers, but like, she's super smart and she could probably interview circles around you. And you're kind of talking to her, like, here's this, here's this young woman who's in the space movie. And she is just <laughs> light years beyond that in her you know, knowledge and energy and intelligence. And even in those moments where it's clear in those interviews that maybe Carrie Fisher is not feeling comfortable to totally unleash (laughs) the full power of Carrie Fisher, that it's there and it's undeniable. And it's just this well of power. (laughs) Uh, And I feel like that, that sense, uh, kind of what you said immediately of the, the quiet determination the quiet mm-hmm. strength that I think that comes across, you know, that is a true thing of Carrie Fisher that she absolutely imbued Leia with. 
there, there's a little bit of a, of a connection with that. I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up. I, I think you're so right. And I, I've cited before the, the, the Mike Douglas interview with her, Harrison and, and Mark Hamill in the summer of 77, the movie's already out, the movie's already a hit and, and they're still like doing the promotional train. And she's brought out first because Eddie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds, and this is the only thing we can package. We don't know the other, we don't care about the other guys. We got her, we got this world. <laughs> a carpenter um, and a guy who was in a Corvette movie. And then yes, the daughter of Hollywood royalty. Yeah. And I look at uh, Lay at the Beginning of New Hope, still part of the Imperial Senate, knowing what's going on, saying what she can and saying what she she will, but knowing that there's still some sort of a system she has to play in now, but she's going to bust out of that. And she's going to bust out of that very soon. And that is very prevalent in the early stuff. And in the Empire stuff, there's obviously a lot going on in her lives and her life. And a lot of that becomes, you know, now very public and all this kind of thing. But you, you so there's some, I don't want to say sadness, that's not fair because uh, there was a great story Mark Hamill's telling about how she showed up for some of the stuff uh, in Empire uh, um, that she didn't need to be early on because she didn't go to Tunisia and, and missed part of the fun. And so, I, I, you know, it's it's a different part of her life. But, you know, like the Empire interviews, there's a little bit of that, too, of just like this is still going and, and who am I? And man, have I got things to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And just kind of, yeah, so much to share and, and so yeah. much humor and insight and joy. And, uh, and I, I Googled it. Corvette summer did come out in 1978. So, uh, so Mark Hamill is not even yet known for Corvette summer. So I apologize for misspeaking about the release date of Corvette summer. Uh, <laughs> let's get back to Leia though. Um, so I want to just do a chronological look. We're going to go through the original trilogy now and, and look at different kind of elements of the character and what they mean to Star Wars and what they mean to uh, this legacy of who is Leia. So we're starting with uh, Star Wars A New Hope. Leia's actions really set the plot in motion. She has two objectives, uh, get the Death Star plans to the Rebellion and enlist the aid of Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi. She, of course, sends the droids on their fateful journey. Uh, she ends up captured, tortured by Vader, and refuses to give up the location of the rebel base. She is forced to witness the destruction of Alderaan, which is the death of her parents, her world, uh, possibly her culture. Uh, Luke and Han attempt a bumbling rescue of her, ultimately. <laughs> and she takes the reins to actually get them out and make it a full rescue. Uh, then she ultimately succeeds in her mission. She gets the Death Star plans back to the Rebellion, and while she does not secure the aid of Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi, she does secure the aid of a, a new hope, a new possible Jedi hope along the way. So, uh, Ken, what do you think, what key elements of Leia's character are established in this first film? So I, I, I'm going to try to avoid just repeating strength over, <laughs> over and over again. Uh, steadfast, those kind of things that she is, that she is. Um, the, when, when kind of this idea of when the, you, you talk about action, when she decides to take an action and she's in on the cause, um, she's going to do everything she can to get there. Now, look, she was in a prison cell. She'd been tortured and without Luke showing up in that moment, does she get out? No. But then if she doesn't grab that blaster, I don't know if they get out at all or survive. Um, it is a complete story after all. But Leia in, in A New Hope, this is her task. And now we know kind of a little more specifically what that, you know, uh, what, what, her, uh, what Bale uh, meant, what, he, you know, what, it, what, what it really meant spiritually for him to give her that task. Um, so it's like helping people. It's this great cause, but nothing's going to stop her. 
she's going to succeed. And that's part of the, the, the strength um, that I see in her. And it's, Again, she's part of the she's part of the Senate. She this is truly a rebel. <laughs> this is truly uh, someone going against the system for what she knows is right, and I love that aspect of her there. New Hope. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree with that. You know, she's very clearly the the leader and the politician, and as Lucas has said, the one who actually knows what's going on. Like. Mm-hmm. Luke is uh, naive and has been kept far away from, you know, big galactic politics. He says he he hates the Empire, but we don't know exactly kind of where he got that impression or how or why. He, he doesn't know a ton about how the galaxy actually operates. Uh, Han knows how the underbelly of the galaxy operates, but he is a, a cynical and, you know, doesn't really, I think, isn't paying attention to stuff. Uh, you know, I don't think he's up on, you know, how the Senate voted on particular issues. You know, yeah, right. that's not the kind of worldly he is. And Leia knows the score. She knows how the galaxy works. She knows the actual uh, stakes of what's going on between the Empire and the Rebellion and all the hows and the whys. So uh, you get this this picture of this person who is both a politician and a spy, but really just this person who is ultimately, regardless of the role, uh, a leader who truly actually knows what is going on, who has done mm-hmm. the homework. Um, I think we also, uh, you know, our get get her, you know, wit and that way of expressing herself uh, right away of like, you came in here, do you get me? Did you have a plan of getting out? You know, uh, all sorts of just little great moments of uh, of wit and, and Stark. Um, mm-hmm. I also think we get to see... Uh, the political side, she, of course, says, you know, we learn that she is a senator and she, you know, is being a good spy trying to sell the idea that she's on a diplomatic mission. But I'm always struck when we rewatch things that there is real diplomacy. That famous hologram message to Kenobi is political, but it's also personal. It is a persuasive speech that yeah. she is trying to appeal to him that it's his responsibility to help just like he did in the old days. It's very much that that's like we get to see political Leia. This is her trying to, you know, if she was in the Senate trying to get somebody to vote uh, this way, that's the kind of speech she'd give to them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then the, uh, I I think the strength thing that we're probably going to repeat a lot. I think we get to see her strength in terms of like, just taking the initiative, being good with a blaster. I think things that are, are important uh, then and were extremely important uh, to see in 1977. Uh, but we also see that strength of of not breaking, you know, that, you know, yeah. her her uh, resistance to the mind probe is, you know, amazing. Uh, and that she resists spilling secrets is, mm-hmm. you know, a, we get to see different ideas of what strength is it's not just the like she shoots people so she's strong it's it's a moral and character strength uh Mm -hmm. that we get to see in that and then the last thing for me is you know she drops some wisdom too so she's got a little bit of the um that old soul vibe right away that she is wise Mm -hmm. beyond her years uh you know i think it's an incredibly important line in star wars it's incredibly important to me that it's in the first film when when Luke is just kind of bummed because he thought Han would, would change his mind. And Leia tells him he's got to follow his own path. No one can choose it for him. That's such an incredibly important thesis statement for, uh, you know, part Mm -hmm. of the idea of star Wars. And it's, you know, really important that it comes from Leia. 
Yeah, great. Oh, yeah. Let's we expand on that here in a second. Um, a lot of great stuff in there. I also want to dive a little bit into since it's about about her character. You touched upon it too, and and you and I have mentioned as well. But like her humor, her ability, to, her snark, her ability to talk. Um, I never want to boil it down. We'll use terms like feisty, which is 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 true, and sassy is true. But those those terms can be real head pats to me. You know, real like mm-hmm. oh, you're just a sassy one. Uh, that opening scene, uh, when Leia's facing off with Vader and she's in in shackles, she's she she knows what's about to happen, right? Um, torture or anything. They she has the information they want. She knows she's she's lying, you know, uh, diplomatic mission, all that kind of stuff. But she's still speaking her mind. She's still saying. And just think of that moment. It isn't just a, it isn't just a feisty little sassy princess there, pat on the head like Snoke to Ray later on in the Last Jedi. That's a real ooh, oh, spit of fire like that. It's real talking down to someone Leia is not that in that moment she she is she knows what she's up against and she understands the weight of it and she's still, still going to speak her mind she's still going to give you the what for and that is part of the strength too as well and and it can be boiled down to humor and all those kind of things they're funny there's some funny exchanges but I, I still think that's a that's a great uh, evidence of that strength you and I keep talking about Oh yeah, I'm so glad you mentioned that. That it's so it's so strong, and it is right at the beginning of the film. And I think you're right to point out the it's part of. I think maybe part of the reason that I wanted to have this conversation is because you can say about Leia that a huge part of what makes her powerful is that she is you know feisty and she's good with a blaster and and she fights her way out. And uh, to me, there's nothing wrong with those things. It no, they yeah. can become uh, problematic when they're when in a story that they're that's it right mm-hmm. that you're trying to present this is a strong woman character uh because she was snarky and then shot somebody like right it, it, and if you stop there it can just feel like this very cheap um surface level uh mm-hmm. idea of strength and what i love about leia is even from this first film she is well-rounded so you absolutely can say feisty you actually can say yeah. fighter good with a blaster but there's so much more there is is you're pointing out right away with the we get the moment where she's you know not gonna back down she shoots the trooper uh but then we immediately get this like this strength and this charisma uh and this being a a good spy and not being frightened by this you know incredibly imposing terrifying figure of vader it it adds all of these different kinds of strength yeah, it, it's 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 also to be a, a weapon in the in the in the chest of weapons there to use of uh, you know she's she's diminutive in in size only staring up at this force of evil that you know she doesn't know know even the depth of that connection yet and uh, she's uh, saying what she's saying and it's great stuff and it, and it connects to Carrie too I think how many how many conversations do you think Carrie was in off camera all through her life but particularly in the seventies as this uh, you know, young ingenue coming up in Hollywood where she just had to sit there and realize, man, I'm smarter and funnier than all of you. <laughs> yes. You're, you think you have power over me. Yes. Darth Vader, only you could be so bold. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it, other other thoughts on, on kind of key elements of her character that's established here? Um, no, no. Yeah, yeah no. Uh, no, I wanna, definitely want to connect them to the, the larger picture too. Awesome, awesome, uh, which is our next uh, point of discussion here, is what kind of uh, big picture elements of Star Wars, which key ideas or themes of Star Wars, does she introduce in this movie, given that it is our, our first bit of Star Wars? This is, obviously, Star Wars grows and evolves, but the first film, Star Wars initially, then Star Wars A New Hope, that it, there's a lot that gets established here that everything else evolves from. What 
what is uh what is Leia carrying? Well, it's, it's, I love that you brought up the the uh, thing she says about Han towards the end of you know he's got to make his own choices there. Um, Star Wars is big about choice, and I think Leia brings to Star Wars the idea of conviction in your choices, uh, justice out of your choices, and even though she's familiar with the Jedi and she probably knows the terms and. You know, maybe Bale uh, told her tales. Uh, who knows? Who knows? She knows all that stuff, but she doesn't understand it yet uh, the way that she will eventually. It's There's some, definitely some documented moments now, an extended canon of her using the Force without even really understanding what it is. Uh, obviously, I get that. But but just she's an example of going towards the light because it's there and 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 you don't have to have the robe and the, and the laser sword. And Star Wars is about that. Make those choices. Uh, have it flow into uh, justice in the galaxy and, and going towards the good and all those things there. It's very base level, but I see that particularly in new hope that that's to that moment. You just said she's made her choice a long time ago and she has full conviction. I really love that. I think that's a, that's a great way to look at uh, Leia working, uh, I guess with Han in this sort of thematic moment to be a pillar of making star Wars very democratic uh, mm-hmm. Because it is absolutely a a story of destiny where, you know, Luke is the one with the power who doesn't know he has he has the power yet. Uh, but Leia really does lay out a we get to see her as the leader and then she sees Han's cynicism and his selfishness. And she just kind of she names him, shames him and moves on. <laughs> right. She's like, I've made my choice. I am doing what I think is absolutely right because people in the galaxy are suffering. You seem to be in it just for the money. I wonder if you care about anything. Uh, you, uh, I'm not going to talk to you about it anymore. You choose. I, I, you know, this is not my problem. I'm choosing to do the right thing. If you want to choose the right thing to do, great. Otherwise, bye. <laughs> and that really sets up Han to turn around and, and make that better choice, which makes it in this very first Star Wars that it isn't just about Luke being the one and only chosen one. He couldn't have done any of this without Leia and Han. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Look at it. You fly, you fly away, boy. And if you don't come back, whatever. (laughs) Yep. I'm offering you an opportunity to help out the greater good. Did you say no? Okay. Well then I'm moving on to the next person and I got no more time for you. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Uh, I think that's so, that's so great. Um, I I think for me, I I have this, uh, I really like looking at uh, a new hope in particular in particular is a sort of a the dna theory of star wars that luke really uh, carries the idea of the jedi and destiny and the force and han really carries the uh, scoundrels and the bounty hunters and the weird cantina aliens with him and then leia really carries you know the war and the politics and you know the first star wars is a, a very fun movie that particularly when it came out was this breath, breath of fresh air of it's this thrilling adventure and you know a relatively simple story of good and evil and you know a, a break from a sort of a dour and depressing films a fun romp but even within that it is still inspired by you what lucas saw going on in the politics of the day and how they uh you know reflected uh, failings of systems uh, across history and leia is carrying all that potential you know we don't focus on it but you know we learn about the existence of the senate about the existence of the rebellion about even just the idea that alderaan is a peaceful world and just like all of these kind of this is a big complex 
galaxy with actual political systems, with actual, you know, rival parties and actual strategy and knowledge, the way that Leia knows that they were allowed to escape because the Empire is, is too powerful. If they wanted to follow him, they would have. Like, she just, she carries this much larger idea of what actually um, motivates you know, it's called Star Wars <laughs> and, mm-hmm. you know, a war happens in the stars and there's reasons that war happens. And I think Leia, especially in the first film, really represents all of that machinery. Yeah, it's uh, wow. Yeah, this is uh, even breaking down simple. But yeah, I had to think about the like the Imperial Senate. We get mentioned that and uh, like she is she is it. <laughs> she is it <laughs> to us. Yeah, that's it. Because then it's wiped away so fast. But yeah, she represents uh all of that yeah and and, and it, it it wouldn't be there as even if it had been mentioned in passing you know it would not have been as strong if leia wasn't from that background of right. i'm a politician who can't be a politician anymore because the government has been uh turned into just a total puppet government of this emperor so i'll become a spy i'll become a rebel leader because that is what's needed now you know and that's you know, the story of Star Wars in a lot of ways. Absolutely. Uh, So in A New Hope, Leia obviously uh, suffers quite a bit in the film. Uh, She is tortured. She loses her parents in her home world. So she suffers a lot, but on screen, she takes it in stride. There's been a lot of discussion about that. I think a lot of uh, storytelling to kind of address that in more recent times. Uh, how do we feel about that, though, when you just sit down to watch Star Wars A New Hope and we see Leia suffers, but she doesn't spend a lot of time wrestling with it on screen? I, it's it's um, it's it's something that I initially I mean, I'm talking, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven into that range. You know, you know, it doesn't stand out to me. Right. It's just you're watching this crazy space adventure. Luke's the hero. So, of course, everyone's there to serve Luke's story. Put that blanket on him. He's sad. Um, and, and then it becomes, a becomes a joke almost like, is that kind of weird? Oh yeah, it is kind of weird. She's, she's the one who just lost millions of people and, and, and there's great memes and, and jokes there. So it starts from that place for me. That's kind of my relationship with it being part of that generation. I think we demand more of storytelling. We demand more of our characters. I think we demand uh, a lot more of our uh, female characters as, as we should. And so I'm not casting any stones at, at George, you know, it's a big moment that's uh, kind of glaring when you stop and think about it. But I, you touched upon what they what we've done with it and what the story continues. I think Empire and, and Return of the Jedi start building from it right there. We didn't wait 20 years to get more storytelling um, to to correct this kind of wrong. I think it starts immediately. And therefore, I go back that moment now and take I take inspiration with it not that she doesn't deserve to have a moment by herself. Um, and I'm sure there's, um, I can almost hear my girlfriend screaming in the other room of like, yeah, that, that's welcome to being a woman, <laughs> you know, uh, and, and there's some, some great power behind that. I'm, I'm not saying it as a joke, but just like, there's a lot that I, I look to that scene and, and, and it, and it shows, uh, it shows how we have grown as an audience and, and continue to, to grow and need to grow. And how it can also just represent something pretty powerful for this character. I'm speaking all around, all around, kind of just all around 
the scene here, but uh, going, I'm like, I'm like slipping on the ice here, I guess, just in, in, in your directions. But I, I think about that scene often and I, I choose to have inspiration from it now. Yeah, no, I think you're saying a lot of uh, powerful and important stuff. And, you know, I think uh, your, your mention of, uh, of your girlfriend uh, obviously reminds me to say that, yes, we are uh, two uh, men of a certain age discussing uh, Leia, and there are definitely yep. insights to be had from people who are not us, and we do understand and uh, respect and welcome that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I do think storytelling has evolved, and I think if there were a moment like that, it would be, uh, I think, uh, re- receive some uh, needed discussion uh, mm-hmm. if, if we had a moment exactly like that. Um, I think kind of picking apart the different parts of the idea, and, and I heard you saying parts of all these things mm-hmm. um i think one there's just the the it, it is absolutely constructed so luke is the main character for yeah. sure no no doubt about that uh in centering him mm-hmm. and so it, it ends up in this moment that is uh, memeable that we are centering his loss of uh this older gentleman he's only known for a little time instead of the loss of leia's in, entire planet uh definitely yeah. i also think that there is in its construction a new hope is a balancing act between wanting to have really high galactic stakes of like, we destroy a whole planet. We destroy this massive, you know, moon sized laser. Uh, So it has these high stakes. So it wants to have both those high stakes and still be fun. Right. Cause that Mm -hmm. was a part of the point of it of like, let's keep our foot on the gas. Let's, you know, have the fun summer uh, movie escapism. Uh, So we do see Luke Morn, and he gets centered more. Obviously, you know, he hangs his head in sadness when he sees his horribly murdered aunt and uncle. And, you know, yeah. he mourns for a moment, uh, gets the old uh, cape on the shoulder from Leia's, and then we move on. We don't dwell on the horror, you know. Right. In general, I think, is a choice of uh, a new hope. You could You could retell that story as the most gritty, shocking, awful series of events that happened to these characters, Luke and Leia in particular, right? Um, But I think it makes a really uh, a choice not to dwell on that, and that's part of what I think made this movie magic and and made people, you know, come flying out of theaters and and now watch it on streaming and want to, you know, jump into an X-Wing and and have a sense of adventure. and I do, th- I think you're, it's really good that you point out that even if the trauma isn't addressed immediately in A New Hope, that it does have ramifications in the next couple of movies. Uh, Splinter the Mind's Eye has, I haven't read it in years, but I've always been affected by, there's a lot in there of, of Leia reflecting on the the torture, you know, and mm-hmm. and the, what she went through. And, you know, in, in jumping to this more modern area, there's a lot of great stuff in novels and comic books really dealing with Leia's uh you know, understandable uh, anger and sadness and about what happened to Alderaan. So I think, you know, there is a great effort to fill out that story. Mm-hmm. I think in, in this other element that I, that I hear you um, sliding toward on the, on the great ice of conversation as well <laughs> is regardless of what you think of that moment, if it was intentional to not dwell on the trauma too long, if it was, you know, an unfortunate uh, oversight where we're really centering a, a, a man's pain and, and ignoring a woman's. Regardless of anything else you might think about this moment, I think it does establish her as like the steadfast 
almost unbreakable character of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. That uh, that those moments can be read as if you're just looking at what's happening on the screen of like, yeah, Leia went through horrific trauma, but because she's a leader and she's been trained for this, that she is the character who's going to say, I'm the one who knows that we didn't just have a great victory by escaping the Death Star. That was just a very small part of what needs to be done. We're literally being chased right now. And as soon as we're done being chased by these TIE fighters, then the actual real battle begins. I'm the leader. I know that. And I have the emotional strength to stay focused on that and nothing else right now. And Mm -hmm. this kid and that cocky guy in the cockpit, they don't have that perspective. They don't have that strength. So I'm going to give it to them because they need it. Yeah. Uh, they let us get away. I mean, I love that moment with Han. You absolute fool. They let us get away. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think there's other things that pop up with Leia's character and some of it related to even Padme later on of, of what you're, of, of just not, you just don't have time. You ain't got time to bleed uh, in a way, but also um, not allowing and not feeling later on to give yourself some of those uh, real human moments, uh, which is something that we're going to talk about in the in, during the Empire section too. But yeah, uh, so I, I think from it, because I was thinking too, Joseph, I, I don't know your thoughts on this, like while, while you're talking there about the, that scene of, if it was done now, we'd have, I think we'd have more to it. But I was thinking, would we get kind of like a Cassian Jinn back and forth argument would almost like Leia be the Cassian one in that moment telling Luke, like, get it. Come on, get in a fight, man. You're just getting here. I've been in this my whole life. Um, I would like, I'm trying to think of like, how would I want Leia in that moment? You know, like, cause I still don't think she'd be talking down to Luke or not acknowledging the pain. Cause I think that's part of her strength too. Yeah. I just lost my entire planet, but I know you're suffering too. And that's all part of this. And we got to move forward. Yeah. I, I almost feel like, um, Yes, because I, I think it is an important part of her character that she is comforting Luke as well, because it, it's empathy, right? That she yeah. she is somebody who understands that he is not as prepared as her for loss. He has probably maybe not experienced it as much, and she's being kind and empathetic. Uh, I almost feel like a m- more modern version of that scene would at least kind of let us, the audience, know. Like, having her um, say, like, I trust me. I know the pain of what you're going through and I know it's hard, but we need to pick up and keep moving. Just something that does Mm -hmm. actually acknowledge that she is going through pain as well. Yeah. You know, you're right. You're, you're so right. And and you're such a great writer too. It's just like that, that would, that that's kind of all you would need, you know, they were so close and it's up its time. And, 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 and to the, your purpose of foot on the gas, that's, that's definitely, and Luke's the main, main, sorry, we, uh, main hero. We could, we could break that all down, but I think you're right. I think that that would be out of, out of empathy and compassion comes this. I know what you're going through. In fact, look what I just went through, but let's go. Yeah. Because regardless, like I said, of any, any other extremely legitimate concerns or criticisms or observations about that moment, uh, for better, worse, anything else, it does establish this part of Leia that becomes, I think, extremely important in the sequel trilogy. I think gets, yes, becomes a big part of Padme's character of, I am a strong character who can really keep moving forward. And I have this perspective that I need to serve the greater good and then I'll take care of me, you know, which is yeah. a great and fascinating discussion. Um, so yes, uh, I will, I will say again for caveat sake that, uh, this is definitely a 
complex scene, a complex uh, issue, a complex part of uh, Leia's journey. And we have the utmost respect that uh, there are going to be a lot of different uh, opinions and uh, takes on that. Uh, we are sharing ours here. And again, respect that it's complex in a lot of different ways to look at it. Uh, anything else to add about A New Hope before we take a quick break? No, other than, look, man, this was the film, man. This was uh, this was the character. This was the look, the gown, uh, you know, the the buttons, everything. I mean, it's so iconic. And uh, what it, it, I just love sometimes just reflecting on uh, Leia in, in A New Hope. It's it's such a big part of where we are now as, as, as a franchise and fans of it. Yeah, yeah, it's the this one movie, but the white dress, those buns, iconic mm. forever. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to dive into Leia's journey through Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi back in a moment. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, Four Center friends, make sure you're keeping up to date on all the great content from Jennifer Landa. Whether it's YouTube, Instagram, or TikTok, you whippersnappers, Four Center's own Jennifer Landa continues to bring you fun, informative, and insightful laughs and moments. Also, Jennifer brings her experience and perspective as a Star Wars-loving mother to her DIY projects, blogs, and more. So be sure to head on over to JennyLanda.com. That's J-E-N-I-L-A-N-D-A.com for articles like how to make your own Darth Maul sneakers or 10 unique Star Wars baby gift ideas. Follow Jen on Twitter and Instagram at JenniferLanda and on TikTok as JenniferLanda1138. back to continue our discussion of Leia's journey through the original trilogy. We discuss some big overall thoughts and what all gets established about who she is, how she helps set up all of Star Wars in A New Hope, and then we get to move on to The Empire Strikes Back. So, uh, Ken, in uh, this sequel to Star Wars, uh, we see Leia as a military leader and wrestling with uh, dealing with her personal feelings. She has a key role in the setup, defense, and evacuation of Echo Base on Hoth. Uh, we see her pain early on at the prospect of losing Luke and Han. Uh, she is the last to evacuate the base, escapes with Han, and then struggles to deny her romantic feelings for him. Uh, she is once again captured. Uh, she eventually admits her feelings to both herself and Han, and then fails to save him despite trying hard. She does then save Luke, who most likely would have died without Leia's timely rescue, and Leia returns to the Rebellion intent on saving Han. So for you, what new ideas are added to the legacy of Leia in Empire Strikes Back? I think even she she's taken a ton of action already. Don't get me wrong. But I've, I've touched upon this before. At the end of New Hope, I'm not saying I'd expect her to be in a Y-wing or an X-wing, and, and maybe maybe, maybe she could have if, if, if we shoot this film now. But at the end of it, she is standing in a control room just waiting. And look, there's a lot of characters standing in that control room just waiting. But she's, she's, she's the princess. This is her fight. This is her rebellion. And all she can do is just wait. And I love you pick it up in Empire and chaos is all around her the, the the base is collapsing and she is there with her troops she is there to the bitter end she is she is uh, in the middle of it leading from the front and it's just this um, leadership in action literally figuratively spiritually emotionally um to actually get to see it is something that's um sets up even Leia and Return of the Jedi, you know, now, now she's on it, on the ground in Endor and she's all those kind of things we're going to talk about, but that, that's what Empire does. It, it really, it took her out of that white dress and said, now she's got boots on and she's fighting um, because that's where she knows she needs to be. And that's part of what it is. So that's one of the areas I go to with Leia and Empire. 
Yeah, absolutely. She's in basically, you know, we, we kind of get used to it as, as Hoth outfit in the many, uh, you know, amazing uh, wardrobe uh, designs for Leia. But she's kind of in the basic military fatigues that everybody else is in. She's uh, down on the ground uh, in that control room making calls, refusing to leave the base, giving uh, the X-Wing pilots order uh, or the orders and, and laying out the battle plan. We get to see her as a leader and as a uh, tactician. Um, so I think that's a huge part of what's added to Leia's uh, legacy. I think it does start to deal with the what we didn't get to see in A New Hope, as you were saying, that it introduces that... Uh, the the result of, of of having had a lot of loss is that she knows that doesn't want to experience that again and we get to see those moments where it's clear that she is very concerned about losing uh the people she's come to care about in this war of uh, you know han and luke in particular and we see that in general with her not wanting to leave the base until everybody is taken care of so it's it's definitely a part of her leadership but there's also these more you know personal moments of the fear of loss that kind of speak to the trauma that she's been through. Um, and then I think for me, like the biggest thing is just getting to see that battle between uh, what she thinks her responsibility is for the greater good versus allowing herself to live her own personal life. Right. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of that breaks down in this fun way between the, like I am the leader I have rational reasons for everything that I do, rational choices. Uh, uh, and I, you know, really go forward making plans, stiff upper lip. And not only is it that she kind of doesn't want to uh, admit to herself that she's attracted to Han, uh, there's this great element that there's this a little bit of like purposeful rigidity that she has taken on mm. in order to keep doing what she needs to do. And I think that gets yeah. brought out in fun moments where like, you know, Han kind of eggs her on by calling her a committee, right? That's, yeah. that's really like this, it's this fun banter, but it's like, and she yells, I'm not a committee. He's, he's kind of poking at her and going like, mm -hmm. I know you're, you're an emotional, intuitive, romantic person who feels things because you're a, you're a person as well as a leader. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, I think her journey in this film is to, allow herself to be both to be both the like leader the princess the the one woman committee who makes decisions and a person who can you know love openly love fiercely sad i am not a committee it's just one that i just <laughs> always love that line yeah 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 um so i think yeah it just it gives her great expands her internal life Mm -hmm. Excuse me, I was choking a little bit in my excitement. Expands her in internal life. Yeah, absolutely, it does. Absolutely, and and, and the bogey and Bacall of it all is is great. And, it, and but to me, I, I I absolutely great purpose to a lot of it there. If not yeah. all, quite frankly. So uh, obviously, moments of great depth, moments of great comedy in Empire Strikes Back. What moments of uh, depth and what moments of comedy resonate with you? I I, I was just watching. Uh, everything this morning up, I got it to about the Hoth battle. I was just uh, watching it over a cup of coffee this morning. And again, I love, I love everything about their, the, I call it the bogey and Bacall, Bacall stuff, but just the, the banter and it's classic uh, Hollywood uh, kind of romance, kind of sweeping romance banter to me. But, but I, 
look, look where he's in New Hope. Where, where we 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 talked about it. She, she we meet her and she's standing before Vader, and Vader represents a lot of things, but including this system that she's forced to work in. And she's going to say something about it. She's going to stand up against it, and for the greater good and the greater purpose. And and here she is, uh, fighting. She's fighting what she feels for Han. We know that. We see that almost from the opening shot. Um. And she's not afraid to fight against that either. <laughs> Other system she's expected to be uh, be roaming around in, and she's not sure if she wants to or how she wants to approach it. And and the the moment, the you know, kiss and Luke moment for all the you know stale takes and jokes you can make about that moment, um, it's fine. But I was watching that scene today of just like just her going, you don't you don't know everything about women yet either uh she she's once again in control she once again has the knowledge and it means a lot it's a lot to the character it's not just uh, it's not just witty banter it's purposeful yeah yeah i mean it is so easy to just say hey it's witty hollywood banter but then yeah you dig down into like you know what are han and leia doing mm-hmm. you know han is trying to get her to admit something about herself and uh you know for her part she is also kind of trying been trying to push Han to be like, yeah, but you're, you're more than this guy who cares just about himself and you won't admit that either, you know? Yeah. Totally. In all of their, their, you know, stressful, uh, attracted to one another, uh, you know, barbs against one another, you know, really push, uh, toward, toward those making those discoveries. Um, yeah. Yeah. For me, I, it's just always one of my favorite comedy lines of the, would it help if I got out and pushed is just, <laughs> It's so like just it's just dragging Han and his junky old ship. <laughs> well, especially, especially because because we know Han, and I think this is where Solo Star Wars story really succeeds. Just Han has this. Um, he's trying to fake it till, till he makes it to the bitter end, almost. And, and and that's just her just going, "You ain't who you think you are." <laughs> yeah, and even that gets you know right. That that's the whole back and forth about you know. Uh, I, she says, "I'd like to be around when you make a mistake," and like, "Oh, I changed my mind about that." And like, "Oh, you do have your moments." Like, yeah, that uh, she's calling him on his on his BS, yeah. and that's one of my favorite moments of it. it would, would it help if I got out and pushed? Also, talk about just like uh, joking about a terrifying situation to take some mm-hmm. of the terror away, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. You just imagine Leia out there pushing on it. <laughs> it might, yeah. yeah, kicking a landing gear. Come on. Um, and then for me on the more the the depth side uh you know one of my favorite shots of leia and i think for me uh, often cited as is one of the things i think that elevates empire uh as a film for me is just some of the shots of her reacting just her eyes when the doors to echo base are shut you know you don't need a, a monologue you don't need her to tell anybody uh about how much it would hurt her personally, not, not just the, the cause of the rebellion, but how much it would hurt her personally. If Luke and Han don't come back, it's just all there in her eyes. And it's just such a, it's such a powerful acting moment in it. it. It's so great. It's so early on. And, you know, she's, she's already had the, like, what, of course I want you to stay. You're, you're a natural born leader. You're a great help. She's, she's putting up those walls in that one shot of her eyes. Tell us like, yeah, that there's something that she is not being entirely honest with herself about, about, you know, the sheer yeah. depth of her emotion uh, for both of these men in different ways and her fear of losing them. Yeah, I love I know I know we're highlighting the character mostly here in this conversation, but um, 
uh, Carrie in her in her career and, and was known as you know an author, a writer, and and just a personality and performer and everything. I I, I don't want to ever overlook her acting ability. I think I think what you're just pointing out in Empire is is some of her best work. I mean, I I love her when Harry met Sally. I'm a big fan of that movie and big fan of her in that movie. Uh, and I know in Force Awakens she fell a little off her game. There's you know she had to get her confidence back up, and I still think she brought it in those moments probably even more than she knew. And I think in last Jedi, I think she was spectacular. And some of the, the stuff that the, the, in, in the director and the Jedi doc of, of, you know, them having to give her her moment and her just being so present and in those scenes, I, I think she, she really was more than just someone who wore these costumes. Uh, as she made choices and, and uh, empire is, is some of the finest work. And I really, I'm, I'm glad you pointed that moment. It's, it's a great moment for a reason because of what she brought to it. Yeah. It's, it is one of the things that make these not, you know, space movies that are kind of fun adventure serials, they make them incredibly real. It strips away anything like, is a wampa silly? (laughs) Would a ship make noise in space? It strips that all away and it's just so human and so powerful. Mm. Uh, Mm. And I think it, I think that shot then really does tie back in a great way to, uh, you know, a similar but different, you know, soulful expression uh, when she connects with Luke and and knows yeah. that they have to go back, right? Uh, because it, it's yep. kind of these bookends of this fear of loss. She just lost Han, and now in this moment of of realizing that there's still hope for her to to not lose Luke. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so arguably, I would say this is the original trilogy film where Leia herself has a a true character arc uh, that's given you know room to breathe. The stasis is that she can't admit her feelings for Han or doesn't want to. And then eventually she does admit those feelings. There is active change. Uh, and then she ends the film uh, comfortable with her feelings for him and determined to save him. What to you is the power of her having an arc or the power of this specific arc? I I think it's, uh, it's, it's it gets really to this level of... Uh... Of, of allowing yourself to have this 360 degree life. And sometimes it, you might not be able to, might not be fortunate enough to have those times and moments. And, and again, there's great strength in what Leia knows she has to do. Uh, and and this, we see this, I think in Padme too, and this is the kind of connection, but I just, I just, um, the moment where Hans, Hans sees her, he knows her that I know moment is so great for some reasons. And, and Harrison and, and, and Kirshner and everyone being so plugged in to what the character of Han is doing in that moment it was a it was patience on his part and he's very insistent and he's very flirty and he's very you know scoundrelly and troublesome when he needs to be but at the fact that at the beneath it all he knew her he saw who she really was he saw who she was beneath all the titles and all the actions and he didn't um it doesn't have any you know loves all those things about her but he sees that moment and, and so in that moment uh, it comes out of just duress and 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 pain and and fear, but the admission of it is such a powerful moment for her. It's such a, a a moment for all of us to just go allow yourself to be seen, to be loved, allow yourself to have all those little um, little things in life. Um, and and it's almost like the war. I don't I don't want to take away from the war and the rebellion, but it's almost like all that is just like what you can put around your heart and it's a real ice uh ice uh, melting moment for me not that uh 
you know, she didn't need some of that ice around her heart and soul <laughs> because of what was going on. You know what I mean? But that's why that moment really works for me. And I love, and I remember when you first kind of introduced that in the four center conversations, it's like, that's, that's what Leia's doing here in this particular film. And it starts with the opening looks. It starts with uh, Solo telling Rika and he's got to go and her just kind of being like, oh, that breaks my heart, but I can't let that happen. Starts from there and it ends with that big moment. It is quite an arc. Yeah, yeah. I think it just makes her so human because she is, uh, you know, a steadfast character. She can uh, take a lot, but she uh, keeps fighting and that continues to be her story. And I just love that we get to see that she is truly human, you know, and trying to deny her feelings of like, no, you're you're natural leader. Of course, that's why I want you to stay even up to, you know, the kiss moment in the Falcon where she's saying, like, I like nice men. I have, <laughs> you know, it's almost this little bit in Star Wars, this hint of like, no, she has a dating profile and she knows, you know, <laughs> the kind of men she allegedly likes. And that is not Han. Um, but right. the truth is that, yeah, she she sees past his, uh, you know, bravado and she knows that he is the guy who had a choice and he turned around to save luke you know she i think she knows that's who he is um and i think for me there's an importance in this in this arc of of seeing her internal life uh, uh seeing her be human in terms of like i have an idea of who i am and what i want but there's a part of me that's saying that's wrong and i'm resisting that and and it, it the the part of me that's that's honest breaks through is mm. powerful it shows the importance of being honest uh with ourselves uh for me and i love what you're saying about the i love you moment because we can we can connect uh, or we can focus i think you know on the i know which is great for a lot of reasons that you laid out but it's, i hadn't really thought about it this way until you were you were talking about it that you know, they, they've kind of, they've kissed and now there is a little bit of a sense of we're together on Cloud City where, you know, they're talking about getting out of it and, and you know, they when they leave, she says, and, and then you're going to be as good as gone, right? And, right, right, right. You know, so there's a sense that, yeah, yeah, they're together and she still doesn't want him to go and she's maybe being a little bit more honest about that. But shouting, I love you, right? Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is a, this is so great to have this conversation where we're going back to like, uh, a new hope when she, you know, she's a politician uh, who is secretly a spy mm-hmm. for the rebellion. She is used to having all of these walls up because she needs to, she goes through horrible trauma, but she needs to keep moving. So the walls go up. So it's powerful to strip away those walls, but the, the location of it right mm-hmm. in front of Vader <laughs> and right. stormtroopers and just, around people that she would normally need to keep all the walls up for her own safety just rips herself open to make sure that Han knows that Mm -hmm. he, that she loves him. It's, it's almost like it'd begin a new hope. If, if Han was there and Vader was like, you love him. She'd be like, absolutely not. Look, absolutely not. What are you talking about? But here it is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm breaking it down real simple, but yeah, that really works for me. If just like everything going on in the moment and who's around her and what she's been fighting and, able to admit it then it's pretty powerful yeah yeah um i also think you know before the word attachment was literal in star wars and it was so key to it um those themes start really getting built up in empire strikes back and then it paid off in return of the jedi and i think leia's arc is so important to the themes of attachment and compassion um leia for leia uh compassion is a strength um I think that's why it's so important to me that we see early on in the film 
that she truly fears losing uh, Han and Luke. And by the end of the film, uh, she loses Han, uh, but through this arc that she's gone through, through this journey, she has opened herself up uh, to her own emotions a little bit more. And she does manage to save Luke, and she manages to save Luke uh, by being open and intuitive to hear him through the force, right? You can you can look at that moment as like they're twins and they're connected and he reached out to her. But there's a part of me that likes looking at her arc as maybe at the beginning of Empire, if he had called out to her, she couldn't have heard that. But she's gone through this change where she has, uh, you know, fostered this side of herself that is her emotional needs, her connections, her compassion as a strength. And that allows her that helps her uh, to be able to hear and therefore save Luke. By golly, I think you've done it again, sir. I think that's a wonderful take on that. Um, um, this is someone who's danced around the forest. We talked about it. There's in Princess Leia of Alderaan, great book, great moments where, man, I suddenly leapt 12 feet. I don't know how I did that. All those kind of things on a, on a, on a, you know, role-playing game stat sheet that you could say she's connected to. And yes, the twin thing too. No, I, I think, I think you're right. I think, um, allowing that kind of change, there's a bit of allowing that kind of loss and overcoming the attachment and, and the the Anakin-like selfishness behind his attachments. We've talked a lot about with Ahsoka, his, and different versions, uh, different ways to approach attachment, which in and of itself might not be a bad thing, uh, you know, in life. Caring for people, not a bad thing. <laughs> I think you're right. I think it is a real spiritual opening not an awakening but an opening and connecting to uh, uh you know what she doesn't necessarily know is the living force but just being able to hear it and then trust it imagine this too i think it's i think it's easy to overlook that moment in story as leia who who again as under could probably talk the force with people you know I, i've heard, i know the terms i get it i can talk about it but has been in, in, in government, has been in this war, has been raised as uh, royalty and all these kind of things to just, you suddenly hear or feel you hear a voice. It's not unlike Luke in the cockpit of the X-Wing. <laughs> I have to turn off my targeting computer because this voice is in my head that I think <laughs> I just, that's kind of crazy. But Star Wars is asking you to, at some point you have to trust what you feel and not just what you see. Um, we always talk about Star Wars wants you to ask why and, and not how or what. I think it asks the characters that too and why you should trust that and why you should hear that. And I think to have that follow the I love you, I know moment, I, it's 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 completely in line. And I, I love that you brought that up, sir. I think that's great. Oh, thank you. And I think the, the, the way you're describing it is just uh, great too. It's just, it's the, I think it's the reason that that moment is so powerful because of the way it's, acted the way it's written and mm. it's it is so great as you are to really focus on the like lando's coming at it from this very pragmatic and mm -hmm. possibly selfish perspective of like we are lucky to have got the hell out of there and then we the audience feel that emotion we feel that connection and we feel that absolute truth and that absolute power of her saying we have to go back and then lando's like the hell are you talking about and just like the certainty with like nowhere going you know it, it, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> no, but again, again, because um, look, go to the go to the Alderaan uh, moment. Go to that. I mean, there's a, there's a good chance uh, Leia might be like, well, that sucks, but we got to go because the fight is what's more important. But the, the, that kind of connection, and again, Luke's 
you know, a valuable asset. We, you know, we kind of want them on the team. I get that, but no, yeah. it's very spiritual there. But yeah, that's not what it's about. It's a, yeah. you know, it's Lando kind of representing fear and, and rigidity and logic. And, and mm-hmm. as you said, just, just looking at what your eyes are telling you. And it's a, it's that versus Leia's triumph of compassion mm-hmm. and being intuitive and, and feeling as well as seeing, as you said. Very well said. So we're going to move on to Return of the Jedi. Uh, in this final film in the original trilogy, Leia has uh, two missions in the film. Uh, nice, simple, straightforward. Uh, rescue Han and crush the Empire once and for all. Uh, she infiltrates Jabba's palace disguised as the bounty hunter Bush Bausch Bush, depending on who, how you choose to pronounce it. Uh, she gets captured. Uh, she is chained up and made to wear a bikini. She then strangles her captor Jabba to death and ultimately does save Han. Uh, she then travels to Endor, uh, discovers and helps forge an alliance with the Ewoks, uh, and also discovers that Luke is her brother, uh, her torturer, Darth Vader, is her father, and the power of the Force does flow through her. She then helps take down the shield bunker, dealing a fatal blow to the Empire. She confirms her romantic love of Han and her deep, luminous connection to her brother and the Empire Falls. Missions accomplished. <laughs> first, uh, first of all, I gotta say, uh, Return of the Jedi is my first Star Wars experience in theaters, all of you know. Uh, the, the one that I actually remember. Uh, but I am guilty over the years of going, I don't know, sometimes Return of the Jedi is not my favorite one to watch. The way you just described 59 things that Leia goes through, I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's all, that's all pretty big. That movie's got a lot going on. Leia has a a busy film in Return of the Jedi. It's yeah. really fascinating to look at. You know, yeah, what what is she, what is she trying to do? Uh, what does she accomplish? What does she just have to take in and keep moving? All mm-hmm. great stuff. Uh, so I think there are some very clear new uh, ideas. We've been talking each film of like uh, what parts of the Leia legacy are established in this film and how. I think for this film, it's you know the idea of Hut Slayer as it's later labeled. Uh, in the great, great Claudia Gray book, uh, so this the role of Hutslayer and you know Skywalker twin uh, Force user. These are huge additions to Leia's legacy. So what I wanted to ask is, do you think both of those new parts of Leia's legacy do they fit with the character that we already knew well from A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back? Yeah, absolutely. Especially the Skywalker uh, twin moment, and somehow I've known, somehow I've always known. Really, you know, again, uh, if she's known, she didn't want to face it or didn't want to connect. It wasn't open to experiencing it. So now that we're building off some of the stuff you and I were just discussing an empire and and her being able to as best she can wrap her brain around that uh, now. And the Hutslayer stuff is 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 a uh, apprentice of action. Um, it is once again this. Uh, well, uh, no one else is going to save me in this moment. Uh, R2, give me a hand. But. You know, she takes matters in her own hands. And so she becomes an action hero in this movie, uh, even more than Empire. A lot of great action, as I stated earlier. But in Jedi, man, she is right there, even playing field. She is an action hero in this movie. And I think that's all right, too. That's part of it. Yeah, that's great. That is so great. I love that you use that turn of phrase because I hadn't really thought about it that way. It's like, yes, Leia in general has a lot more proactive moments where you just Leia did X. Um it, but to just label it as action hero, you're totally right. She that she becomes an action hero fully in this movie. She has some moments of action in the other films, but this is the one mm-hmm. where she is uh, literally jumping into the fray a lot. 
Yeah, yeah, I mean, what, what, what's when I think Return of Jedi and Leia, one of the things I hear is Luke going, Leia, wait, <laughs> and just like, catch up or don't, whatever. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm doing this. Yeah, um, yeah, I think uh, there's Return of the Jedi is so fascinating because it, um, you know, the the original trilogy ends, and so it's the jumping off point for lots of thoughts about all the characters, but Leia in particular, because you have these kind of new additions to her legacy, particularly uh, the Skywalker twin, you know, possibly future Jedi and, and all of the uh, expanded universe and playground and bar discussions and, and eventually following up on that in the sequel trilogy. There's kind of so much to that. Um, I really love the Hutslayer moment and idea because I think uh, it, it, it makes her an action hero. It uh, makes her somebody who is, not going to walk away from somebody like Jabba the Hutt, who is going to, you know, continue to come after them, who is going to continue uh, to wreak pain and havoc in the galaxy. Uh, and it really connects her, I think, to Anakin in a way mm-hmm. of just like doing what needs to be done <laughs> right. of uh, like this, you know, this isn't pleasant. This isn't great. But this this is this is what I think needs to be done for the greater good. Mm do what must be done is something we've been talking a lot about on Clone Wars <laughs> lately and see it carried to her. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. And then I feel like, uh, you know, the, there has been discussion over the years of, you can still even find people our age who are like, yeah, no star Wars went wrong when they made Leia the sister. It wasn't set up. And what about the kissing of Luke and, you know, so you can still find people in this day and age who, who are not sure about the Skywalker twin reveal. But to me, I feel like it is a direct payoff of some of the moments we talked about in Empire Strikes Back. We saw the absolute depth of not only her connection to Luke, but uh, the power of her intuitive side. You know, the the part of the Force, uh, the part of the story of the Force that has been there since A New Hope, that it is intuitive, uh, mm-hmm. that it is about letting go and, and feeling a truth rather than, you know... Uh, writing an essay about the truth and having a bullet pointed yeah. list. It is feeling. And I think the, the Skywalker reveal in return of the Jedi is just a, a direct payoff of seeing Leia as uh, somebody who can, you know, probably write uh, the greatest speech, the greatest mm-hmm. uh, diplomatic argument, but it's also incredibly uh, intuitive. Yeah, yeah. I want to discuss that a little bit here. Uh, just uh, not, not, Waylaying our conversation too much here, but just um, I look. I get yeah. The, I get. I saw the kiss moment again, and it's, you can, you can laugh at it and chuckle and make uh, make all the jokes that you want about it because thousands of them have already been made for generations. Um, but you're right. The the, the 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 moment we're talking about with Luke underneath the Cloud City. Uh, even if they were going to go another direction, even if they the you know well, Luke, there's another character. It's Luke's sister. It's all that kind of stuff. Like oh okay, what do you do with that moment? <laughs> Like, I, I think that you would feel that if you didn't address it, it we, that that'd be a, a, hey, they didn't pay it off moment. And I don't like to use that term. Eh? They, they didn't pay it off much because I think it's a, it's misused a lot in, in terms of uh, film and TV criticism. But yeah, you know, to your point, Joseph, like that, that's pretty big clue of what might have needed to happen with that character all along. Yeah, yeah. It just, it, it continues her growth and, and there's these great moments, you know, even as she realizes uh, Luke tells her the truth that, you know, she, she wrestles with it a little bit, but, but comes to, uh, comes to that truth. Yeah. Um, 
for you, what are Leia's most defining moments or choices or lines in Return of the Jedi? Because she does get a, a more active role. I always go to her and Wicked and how the decision to see Wicked and the Ewoks overall, but in that moment it's Wicked, to see them as, as allies and potential help when as the Empire has overlooked them, oppressed them, killed them, uh, taken over their land, over their world, for Leia to be here in that moment and see, see Wicked as a, as a living, breathing creature that is not just about how can they help us, but how can we help them as well in that moment? We need each other to get out of this tough spot the moment it really starts happening. She's already been friendly. She's already offered the treat and, and the helmet and some of my favorite little stuff. And Warwick Davis, 11 years old, I think really just, just kills it in those scenes. But you know what I mean? Like it, it leads to, it leads to saving the day. Essentially it's one of those little uh, butterfly effect moments without that. What do you get? But I think it speaks to Leia, the leader, Leia, the, the fighter, later the hero, later the, Leia, the one with the big picture always in, in front of her and the compassion. And being able to open herself up spiritually to everything around her in the galaxy—that that—that's a not a small moment for me, where she's like, "Let me let me befriend this little guy," it yeah, might be to our benefit. Yeah, no, I think it, it it's it's this uh, great meeting point of lots of I think character traits of uh, of compassion and diplomacy of just that recognition of like, uh, well, this this little guy is I'm on his planet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, maybe I should find out what his uh, deal is, you know, mm-hmm. even down to just the really direct, simple, you know, Leia is sure she, that she needs to head this way. And he's like, no, 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 literally go the other way. And she trusts him. Yeah. Right. You right. know, that's powerful. Cause you can see lots of leaders going like, uh, yeah, thanks bear. I know the direction I need to go. I know exactly what I'm doing. Like, and she's like, Oh, this way. Okay. <laughs> uh, that might be a shirt we'll never uh, make, but thanks bear. <laughs> thanks bear i'll trust you um yeah i think uh for me there's so many great moments uh, i know it's a, a favorite of yours that, that you bring up uh often and rightfully so is that like you did this episode the lack of hesitation to get on the speeder bike you know yeah, yeah. of seeing what the problem is and there is a little bit of contrast of um we get to see some of the higher up leadership in the rebellion, right? We get to see Mon Mothma, uh, and we get to see, um, you know, Akbar, uh, you know, so we, we see all these other, these leadership roles. We've made in with the pointer. Uh, so in some ways, Le- Leia is still a leader, but she is putting herself in the role of on the ground troop, you know? Yeah. And I think that yeah. speeder bike chase is, is a part of that of just like, I am, I am, not just directing other people. I'm really throwing myself into this and I'm going to control how this mission goes. I, I would have also loved to see Mothma down on there uh, <laughs> with the helmet on, getting on the speeder bike too, uh, you know, would have, would have, would have been awesome. But, but, it, but in all jokes aside, it, it just elevated Leia again as a young kid watching that, like uh, she's down there, she's down there. That meant something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, going back to earlier in the film, the uh, Bush Bush Bush, however you choose to say it, uh, always thought is so cool. Not just uh, the design, but that she was dressed as a bounty hunter, you know, that thermal detonator game that she plays that, you know, she, you know, we talked about her in New Hope as somebody who really knows the score. Mm-hmm. And clearly over her time, you know, from she used to be 
you know, the uh, princess who is being groomed to be the eventual queen. And then she was a senator. And then she had to be in this rebellion with all of these, you know, galactic stakes and probably needed to know all about, you know, uh, supply lines and resources and, and troop movement. And now it is a part of her life. She also understands this world of, of bounty hunters and criminal scum. Mm. Yeah. She can go low. She can go low. Yeah, yeah. Um, any other kind of important moments, choices, lines that you wanted to highlight? Uh, you know, just the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, great stuff. Yeah. Uh, two other things for me. Uh, I always loved it sh- that in the moment where uh, her befriending Wicket pays off mm-hmm. and the Ewoks, uh, you know, unleash on the Imperials and it frees all of our rebel friends and they, you know, go into action and they get their weapons. I always love that she is being a tactician and she's the one who ch- chooses to shoot the ATSD driver. <laughs> yes. Smart. <laughs> that's going to be the biggest problem. So I'm going to go for that first, you know, yeah, that's great. Uh, and then I also just uh, never want to ignore the importance of, uh, uh, she gets two great. I know moments. She, you know, she gets the call back to Han and that is a fun moment of connection and, and banter and, kind of keeping them on the on the same level uh with that fun repartee uh but also the important i know somehow i've always known so this Mm -hmm. is uh leia's movie to uh to know things to know things uh even the idea of leia is super important in a key moment in this film in luke's conflict with vader uh where luke is trying to hide his connection his compassion his attachment to vader because it can be used against him and of course uh Vader does successfully use it against him. He senses the truth of uh, of Luke's uh, having a sister, a twin sister, and threatens to turn her to the dark side, which uh, causes Luke to uh, to lose his cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. How do you feel about the fact that even when Leia isn't present, the idea of Leia is motivating this incredibly key moment between Luke and Vader. Oh man, I absolutely love that because it's it's so true. It it hangs over both of them. I often try to get inside Vader's mind too. He's I I think he's pretty, um, I didn't even say cold calculating, but I think there's a there's a moment of of, of pure evil and, and and true intent in his in his words there. Of all right, cool, I'll kill you, and probably could turn her too. I think he believes that. But then I also. I also just love what that moment means for the the, the man buried deep inside that mach- machine because that's the moment that he learns that he says it is, you know, Obi-Wan's failure is complete, but that Obi-Wan, Palpatine, and Yoda's lie <laughs> that, 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 that I, I've been living under for 20 years, like he, it, it's all revealed to him there and what a what that means to him, what that does, and, and how he ends it kind of all by saying, tell your sister, you know, um, she was right. Uh, that so to me, that stuff has to be at play in in whatever is left of Anakin's mind in that moment. And I, and so I think she she's a driving force there, indeed. And yeah, Luke and attachment and how he chooses again the the, the conversation about attachment can go pretty deep. But in that moment, comes from a, comes from a right place, but uh, out of fear and anger and everything like that. So yeah, no, Leia belongs there spiritually, and she is there. Yeah, no, I love what you're saying about Vader. That is a moment where he has this huge, huge epiphany and in the uh, throes of 
being consumed by the dark side, he tries to use it tactically of like, yep, this is this. Is, I know this is what breaks people is a fear of loss right. of loved ones. And if he's trying to hide her, then this is his weakness that I've been looking for. Mm-hmm. I can break him. And then, yeah, coming around to that being his his last words of, you know, try try to give <laughs> my daughter a little bit of comfort by knowing that, you know, you, Luke, were right about me that that I that I am capable of compassion, that there was still good in me is uh, really powerful. It, it just, it, it comes up a lot in the sequel trilogy as we'll discuss. Uh, and I'm sure there are other moments in the original trilogy as well, but it, it just, it's a reminder of how key Leia is to everything that she is like the sun <laughs> uh, in lots of moments of star Wars where, you know, even when she isn't present, you know, everything is, uh, many things are still rotating around her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And did I say that? I, I probably said that line wrong, huh? I'll tell your sister. He, you were right. No, she was right. I'm um, sorry, trivia. Oh, boss, please don't come at me. Um, <laughs> yeah, the idea of it's funny, it's funny. So the idea of Leia as the son, and I'm suddenly thinking of uh, Holdo and Poe having their moment talking about Leia, talking about the hope in the sun. So that uh, that all makes sense. Yeah, yeah, and I think I hadn't. I've thought about that moment from lots of different angles, and the fun moment the different angle that I got from having this conversation is uh, if Vader is trying to break Luke uh, by the fear of losing Leia, because Leia isn't there now, you know, it's not an immediate fear. It's a, can you handle even the concept of losing, losing this person? And what's interesting is, you know, it does, it works on Luke for a few moments, just as it, it worked on on Anakin, his fear of losing Padme. Uh, but I kind of feel, and I want to ask your take on this, I kind of feel like if Luke was calm in that moment, he would know that Leia is not going to be broken. Leia is not going to turn to the dark side. So it really is a moment where he it is about his fear of losing her, his fear of anything bad happening to her, because as he said to her, you've always been strong. You know, yeah. he should know she's not going to break. So it is really about the fear of loss rather than actual loss. I I 100% agree. No, that's 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 kind of the point of the whole scene. Uh, and and you said earlier um, in the conversation about before attachment kind of became this key word that people use and discuss when talking about Star Wars, as they should because it's huge. But to go back, the spirit of it is there. It's in the DNA of Star Wars in that moment. We're talking about all the stuff going on with Vader. Um, but I love, I love that kind of what you said. It's like, he's looking like this kid, man, I can't break him. He can't break him. I can't break him. And now he's hiding and I can't find him despite the fact that I think there's like four things to hide behind under there. But, um, <laughs> you know, and then when, it, when, it, when, it, when he hits on it, it is like, a, Oh, I got it. I got it. Cause this is what did me in. And I know it's going to do you in. And it does at that moment. You're so right. If he had been, we always use the example, even though Qui- Qui-Gon dies following this. But if you've been Qui-Gon on his knees in the fight with Maul, breathing and taking in and and just seeing what's happened next, um, you know, if, if Luke had just been mindful instead, uh, uh, he loses it. But again, understand, I understand it. it. That's that's the confusing thing of these the slippery slopes of these downfalls of these uh, Skywalkers. Um, it starts from a good spot, but it is. You're right. It's not fair. It's almost like it's not fair to Leia. Like, give her some credit, Luke. Yeah, credit. I mean, this guy, <laughs> this guy already tried. He already tortured her, tried to break her for information. It didn't work. Yeah, um, you know. So yeah, great. No, I, I'm right, right with you. That's a great point. Yeah, and I, I'm. It's so 
it's so great that even though she isn't, you know, physically in the scene, that uh, a lot of what she has uh, represented in the original trilogy is present. It, this question of, you know, is compassion uh, or attachment uh, a weakness or a strength? And it seems like at the beginning of Empire, she's she's pushing it away um, and then embraces it towards the end of Empire. And we get this moment where Luke, you know, breaks it and he allows it to be a weakness. He allows that fear to be something that's going to lead him to making choices he doesn't want to make. And then, you know, much like his sister, he, he has that strength uh, to, to find the power of compassion by showing his father mercy. And it's so it's, there's a, a great synergy to their journey there. Um, so I, I think empire for me is the, the, the movie where Leia truly, there's a focus on, uh, she has a, a personal emotional journey, but I, I would maybe argue with myself and say Leia has a little bit of an arc related to her Force heritage in Return of the Jedi. And, you know, we get to see her in the beginning watching Luke as a Jedi, you know, doing flips and spins and, you know, going to town <laughs> on yeah. Jabba's sail barge. Uh, then when Luke tells her that she is the only hope for the Alliance if he doesn't make back, you know, she denies it. She says, you, you have a power that I could never have, that I could never understand. And then I really think there is uh, this moment where she accepts knowingly reaching into that power when she knows that Luke survived the Death Star. Mm -hmm. uh, does does that arc work for you? Does that make sense to you? Do you do you want more less? Makes total sense. Makes total sense. And and maybe maybe when I was like ten, I maybe wanted her to grab a lightsaber and meet Luke up there and 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 get in the fight there up there. Uh, you know, uh, luckily I'm I'm not. 10 anymore because uh, I love uh, what's going on here. But no, I think you're right. Again, talk about a small moment that you can relook, uh, you know, reanalyze and look at again of just like looking up and feeling Luke. It isn't just simply, ah, yeah, he's my brother. I mean, she literally, I think, says that a few seconds later to Han. But it is, yeah, that thing I felt before, the thing I may have always felt, it is, it is in there. It is me and it's part of who I am. And uh, I don't need to deny that anymore. I don't need to fight against it or, or just simply not think I can be that um, uh, and not, not put up a wall against that. Let me see where this could take me. And it takes her into a lot of different areas in her life, as we know. We learn a little bit later on. Well, years, decades later, uh, we get the rest of the story. But no, I think you're right. I think that's a, that's a big, small moment. Yeah, I think there's, there's so much power in Leia's arc of herself discovering that she is Luke's sister, uh, powerful with the force, uh, that she is, you know, uh, a new hope as well. Uh, mm -hmm. And in particular that she's Vader's daughter, right? That this is a little bit like a new hope in that Luke's like, hey, here's uh, an incredibly huge amount of <laughs> information, uh, some of which, which is really unpleasant that you're going to have to take some time to emotionally process. And we do get to see the great moment of, her and Han, and, and we let, you know, we have this moment to see it uh, sink in. Uh, mm -hmm. But then she just, she picks up and she moves on. And then that moment at the end, you know, you can really look at it in terms of just like, oh, here's, here, we're, end, of, end of the trilogy, we're, we're wrapping things up. Han is confused about her love of Luke. So we, we make it clear that, uh, that, sh that they're siblings and that she romantically loves Han. Great. Everything, uh, all done. It's it's easy to see it that way, and it does function that way. But for me, I really like it as 
she does on the bridge say, I know somehow I always knew, but she's still processing it, right? And just yeah. the way that she like looks up and says, no, he, he wasn't on that thing when it blew up. There's something proactive about it of mm-hmm. it's not like Luke reached out to her in Empire and she felt it. In other moments in her life, she's done things that she can't uh, fully explain but doesn't think about too much. Maybe maybe right. she misunderstood something. And this is the moment where she, I think she like reaches into the force. Mm. In this specific way, I don't think it's like she's suddenly like, wow, I can levitate things now. But I think she right. is using the force. Yeah, and I think it's, I think in, in, in looking back, it's more powerful than, than like I said, at 10, me going, hey, couldn't she have taken the shuttle Titerium up to the Death Star to fight? <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's uh, keeping in line with, with what we know. Yeah. And, you know, there's a there's a great debate to be had. The uh, the great uh, generational debate uh, for both Leia and Finn of, you know, mm. should they have picked up that lightsaber in that third film in that trilogy? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a great debate to be had. But I really like uh, that uh, that moment because it serves so many uh, so many purposes, uh, including seeing her start to be uh, accept. Mm-hmm. that this is this part of, of who she is, that she is tied not just to Luke, but to the Force. Yeah. So, uh, big look at Leia in the original trilogy. Uh, Ken, I wanted to wrap up by us looking back. You know, we are of the original trilogy generation, so we, we grew up with these ideas of Leia before, you know, we read all these books, before uh, we uh, got to see her in the sequel trilogy. What did Leia, you know, mean to you as you grew up from being a little kid and you, you know, became an adult and started taking your first steps into a larger world, what did Leia mean to you? I mean, everything really. That's not, uh, I don't say that lightly Uh, growing up as Star Wars being so prevalent in my life. And, and this is truly, you know, the type of moments where I know you and I both miss uh, Jennifer uh, popping in to have uh, um, give her takes on, on Leia. And she has before. And for those uh, who want check out some of the, uh, Happy Beeps episode she's done on Carrie Fisher and Leia and all those kind of things before. But from my perspective, I mean, she too was the only woman in my life in a way, other than my mom and sister, no disrespect there, mom. Um, but, you know, like this was my thing. And um, I say that is both good and 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 bad thing and nothing against you, Mon Mothma. You're too one of my favorite characters. But Leia, so Leia was everything. So she was an action star to me. She was a leader. She was a romantic interest. I always joke that like I am of that generation beyond just a simple surface uh, sexual awakening kind of joke for me or, or, or just just an actual reality in my life. Like, who she was as a feisty, strong fighter who speaks her mind. And, and that, that, that's always been prevalent in, in what I look for in, in partners and what I feel I have now. I feel I have a, a, a diminutive yet powerful feisty princess on my hands <laughs> and, and I'm thankful for it. And that all does come from Leia being kind of it and being kind of the total package because she had to be. What pressure on that character? What pressure on that character for an entire generation? And at one point, it was kind of cool. It was kind of a thing just to, I think, put her down into a still bikini-wearing lady. And that, and that became a thing. And look, I, yeah, it, it is what it is. But I, I love seeing her now as the hut slayer and seeing her as a more complete character even now. And that's where you talk about becoming an adult and growing up with this character, being able to look back and see these things that I didn't pick up for or, or see these things I was too young to understand because I hadn't lived enough to apply them to my own life or to 
learn. And then the final thing for me, and I'll, I'll, I'll shut up about it all, is getting to know more about Carrie Fisher as um, as she became more open. She was always open, but, you know, I think there was a point in time, you know, where, you know, let's, we, what we, we can't, she was what mocked for her weight gain or other things and stuff later on. I remember those tabloid headlines, look at Princess Leia now. And so to live in that and see her finally come out from under that and, and own who she was good and bad and deal with the things and become an inspiration to many generations of, of fans, particularly uh, women and, and young women. Uh, I continue to, to, have Leia be everything to me. And, uh, and I, I'm forever thankful for this character. It's no small feat, uh, that, that it all worked out the way it did. Yeah. Well, incredibly well said. Uh, I give you uh, 17 well said, uh, <laughs> I'll just say it once to, uh, save time, but yeah, there is so much, um, in growing up with being, being a big star Wars fan, being, uh, you know, for myself, a, a person who really liked genre and pop culture stuff and, and sometimes uh, finding people who also did, but sometimes having it be my private little world that I could uh, escape to when other things were not great in life. And she was there. She was outside of mm, Torn Far, Mon Mothma. She yeah. was the main character who was a woman. And um, yeah, I don't, I don't always want to focus on it because I think it, it can sometimes take away from other discussions, but yeah, it's an undeniable truth is a, is a, you know, a young straight man, Carrie Fisher is a beautiful uh, woman and yeah. there's uh, an obvious just attraction to her growing up and figuring all that stuff out. Yeah. Uh, but I think for me growing up, it wasn't just like, she's pretty. That was mm-hmm. never it. Right. Yeah. It, I mean, yeah. that, that was a reality. Yeah. <laughs> um, but princess Leia was different than other, you know, watch a, a random sitcom and, and, you know, a, a character has a bit part and she's, you know, very pretty. And you're like, wow, yeah. she's pretty. And I'm growing up and figuring these things out. But Princess Leia was always so much more than that because she was so well-rounded because, as, as you say, action hero. But she was, you know, funny and had this great emo- emotional strength and, like, emotional intelligence, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that I think as I grew up and I started to want to date... Leia was like this figure of um look at how uh look at how complex mm-hmm. and powerful and thoughtful women are. I should really work hard to <laughs> live up to that to mm-hmm. you know to honestly you know um in in my twenties as i as I was growing up and and trying to figure things out of Leia was this sort of symbol of of honestly like I need to form myself into a human being who would ever be worthy (laughs) of being a part of someone like Leia's life you know yes yeah and we're we're talking very specifically from our two perspectives growing up and, and many like us too but yeah no it's it's big no it's big and and I think in other properties and other things I, I watched, I've never been satisfied by any kind of um, underwritten, um, one-dimensional, shrieking, violent female characters, right? Like, it, it just be, like, because I had, I had Leia, and that was this great standard. And Carrie Fisher made that standard even higher than I think even sometimes the written words on the page. 
You know what I mean? And that influenced me greatly. And it still does, but that growing up, just growing up, I'm talking like 12, 13, like I didn't, you know, get in there. <laughs> this is like grab a blaster, do it. Cause I want you there with me as a, as a fan. And, and, and that's, that's part of the influence too on me. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think I would have been able, you know, in younger years to put it into words, but yeah, there's definitely some, you know, not great representations of uh, women where they're not fleshed out. They're not, uh, yeah. you know, well-rounded characters. And you, you got to see a lot of that growing up when we did. Mm-hmm. And so I think for me, because I was so invested in, in Star Wars, I, I probably can't even begin to imagine how extremely important for me and my development that it was to see such a incredibly well-rounded, powerful, strong human character like Princess Leia. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Good and emotional conversation, Ken. Yeah, no, that's worthy of, hopefully worthy, maybe kind of worthy of Leia and Carrie Fisher herself. Yeah, yeah, because you're right. It is very good to to come back to, um, uh, you know, they are uh, different entities. (laughs) Princess Leia, I know, I know, is a fictional character, I know, uh, but shares much with Carrie Fisher. And yeah, yeah, Carrie Fisher's, uh, you know, inspiration on me you know as we continued in life and and got to see what an amazing writer she was you know and and to see the power of the way that she used wit in comedy to cope that is a another whole podcast about how influential that is to the way i try to look at and think about comedy of of how to use it with a with great power comes great responsibility and carrie fisher is somebody who used the the power of comedy with great responsibility to to make people, uh, to help people get through life when it's hard. And that's really admirable too. Uh, We are going to continue this conversation. Uh, We are going to talk about the character of Leia's journey through the sequel trilogy. There's a ton of great stuff uh, to talk about. Ultimately, I'm glad that we broke up these episodes. One, because the episode would have been at least three hours long if we hadn't. Uh, But also, it'll be great to kind of sit with this because I think what's fascinating about the sequel trilogy and a part of what we're going to discuss, Ken, is... By the time the sequel trilogy is coming around, uh, creators and actors are dealing with the character of Leia, but they're also dealing with everything that you and I just talked about with the legacy of Leia and how that was going to, you know, carry through in the story of the sequel trilogy. So I am excited to discuss that. Mm, Can't wait. All right. Ken, you want to let us know uh, where people can find us? I'd love to, as Carrie Fisher would probably say, get on with it. What are you waiting for? Come on, tell us <laughs> about yourselves. Uh, we are on Twitter at Four Center Pod. We are on Instagram and YouTube as well. Like our Facebook page at Four Center Podcast. Podcast is available a lot of different spots, including Anchor, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, and now Amazon Music. Merch available at tpublic.com slash user slash Four Center. And you can support us directly at patreon.com slash Force Center. Always happy to have uh, new patrons joining us. And from there, you can get into our Discord server and talk Star Wars with some great folks. You can follow me at Catnapsock and go to catnapsock.com for more information on all the things I'm doing. You, Joseph. Yeah, for me, you can follow me Twitter and Instagram at Joseph Scrimshaw, and you can check out my website, josephscrimshaw.com, for all of my other comedy adventures. But for now, for myself, for Ken, for Leia Organa, this has been Force Center. Force Center.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.